Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to After Dinner Sports, a podcast all about sports, any sports, every sport, and you have to listen to it after you eat, because we always keep it sweet. Eminem here, <laughs> joined by Big Fudge and Cheesecake. What's up? What's up, everyone? And obviously, guys, in, in the world of sports, the... The one thing on everybody's mind is how there is no sports due to the the pandemic of the coronavirus. You know, Corona. I, I kind of just want to open the episode with a general discussion about, you know, what this virus, this pandemic has done to the world of sports and how we can, you know, possibly see sports return in the future. Well, everything's canceled. I mean, we're... What did what did Big Fudge just say? Big Fudge before right before we came on, he thought that basketball was canceled for the year, right? Yeah, I think basketball's done for the rest of the year. Um, you know, I'm worried about football starting on time in the fall. You know, um, so and I'm obviously me and Eminem are the sort of the hockey the hockey guys of the of the group. Um, but the last I heard a report from TSN, which is the sports network in Canada. Uh, they said that they're looking at like a July 15th start date, finishing the entire regular season and finishing sometime before Labor Day. Yeah. Uh, which which then, gives you a month off before the new season? Yeah, and well, taking and then taking October off and then starting the next season in November. I so think you having have a shortened season next year. You, I think you'd, I think you'd have to play sixty games, maybe, maybe even less. Um, but I mean, in basketball, hockey, all, all of them, and really even football, if you consider, like, if they don't get to go through all the the off season workouts and like if training camp gets shortened, I mean, we're looking at injury possibility. I think is the biggest concern for the these athletes, right? Uh, you know, so I don't know. I'm, I'm. And obviously, the Olympics just got canceled for August, which is a, looking really far ahead with what's going on right now. Yeah, you know, the, the Olympics announced that they will probably postpone into 2021, um, which I, I think is a is a smart move. Yeah. The one the one thing that I found interesting is you look at you look at the Boston Marathon, which is the second weekend in April. Um, and it has been in that slot. Wait, no, I'm sorry. I think the Boston Marathon is in September, but it's been in that it's been in that weekend since its inception 124 years ago. And this is the first time in its history that they are going to have to postpone the Boston Marathon for September on September the 14th. Right. First time in 124 years. Like the world hasn't. I mean, we the you know the world itself has experienced diseases like this but i think i think in at least in the lifetime of the united states there's never been a pandemic on this scale well yeah i mean the olympics have only been canceled three times and it was during the world wars you know so it's a it's a it's a different thing that we haven't seen in our lifetime for sure so you know you're you're looking at things getting canceled and postponed you know, as far away as six months from now, you know, you, you bring up a legitimate point, uh, Fudge, about the about the football season. You know, it, 
how much of a possibility percentage wise do you think that there could be a shortened or maybe no football at all this year? <clears throat> See, I don't know. I don't know if canceling, you know, you can't say that right now because um, hopefully you know, we're back in playing sports sometime this summer, early fall. But I don't think it's a long shot to say that it'll be a shortened season to, you know, seven games, eight games, something like that. Uh, especially, like you said, with all these sports that are having to push their start date back. Um, like Cheesecake said, we're going to see a huge influx in injuries. Um, or load management. So what's the point of playing a full season if you don't get everybody? You know what I mean? Well, right. the point for the point the point for not the players obviously, but the point for the owners is I mean, they're going to lose billions of dollars if they're not playing 16 games. Like if they cut down from 8 games, I don't know the exact the exact revenue that they're making from, you know, 16 or 17 games like with the new CBA, but I know that they're going to be losing a lot of money, so they're going to push for as many games as possible. Um, and then, I, like with the NBA and NHL, what happens with the revenue if they play with no fans? I, I I'm, I'm just not sure. Um, it's fascinating. To, it's fascinating to think about, and I hope the players take a stand and don't just play for the owners and play for the money. I think I that's mean- the wrong thing to do. You know, let, let, let's talk about this. You know, whether you consider it a sport or not. Well, look at the look at the WWE and how popular it is. You know, nationwide WrestleMania, biggest event of the year for the WWE is next weekend, and they're pre-recording it with no fans. Right. I think. Uh, well, pre-recording it. So, what's the advantage of that over just filming it live? Cheaper. Probably. You can do it in your own facilities instead of having to rent out an arena. Well, they have to pay for less acting classes, too, the sooner they record it. Well, that, too. (laughs) Just saying, hot take. Hot budge for you. Uh, That was, I don't know if that's a hot take, I I think. Yeah, Yeah. maybe. Anyway, Anyway, but it, it is interesting. So... Just let's just talk about sports as the like in the entertainment industry in general. Mark Cuban came out and said yesterday, he's like, We need sports just for something to bring us together, you know. Go ahead, just, just something to do, right? Well, yeah, I think that I think that's what he's saying. Like, it, it gives someone it gives us something to do, it gives people something to talk about, it gives some people something to look forward to to stay positive about you know it's a it develops a lot of different perspectives into it now guys i want to bring this to your attention you know one of another big thing that's been the topic of conversation with the coronavirus is you know the spring sports for the ncaa being canceled for the year and then the the next question being what do you do in terms of eligibility The NCAA, is, the NCAA is looking at giving every player their year of eligibility back. Which but, I now, but now talks are beginning that it would only be seniors. Uh, I mean, it seems to me, unfortunately, and, and this is sort of counter, counter to what uh, we've what we said or what I said in the first time we recorded this first episode. 
Um, I think I I think I said that all all athletes should get another year of eligibility because they're essentially losing a chance to be a starter. I think I think the best thing to do is the the easiest way to avoid a large loss of money and overall fairness to everyone is simply to count this season as it happened and not give anyone extra eligibility. You see, that's uh, what Kendall Rogers of D1 Baseball posted. He said there's a legitimate chance that nobody gets a year back. Two yeah. power five conferences are going on the route of they don't want anybody getting a year back. And anyone familiar with the way the D1 Council works knows that that could spell trouble. It just seems it just seems the most logical way the, the way that that best or best avoids just a, a complete overhaul of the system because if you overhaul if you if you give everyone their eligibility back then that's freaking that's we're now years and years of years of having too many people on the rosters and the universities are going to lose too much money kids are going to lose playing time if you do it like this where no one gets their eligibility back. Only the people who didn't play this year lose playing time or lose a chance at starting or lose whatever, you know, essentially lose a chance at getting on the field. But what, about, what do you tell those seniors that had their 55-game season cut in half? Sorry. I mean, I. it's, it's not going to be fair, but it's not going to be fair – and to the least amount of people this way, if unless you uh, rather than the other way, I, I believe. Well, it's it's not fair, no matter how you say it, no matter which which way you pick to go. It's just a it's a weird situation, and no matter what decision they do come to, it's going to be a pain for somebody. You know. Yeah, it's gonna not work out for someone. Correct. And you know, guys, one more thing I want to talk about. I just want to throw this in there, totally off topic. Today is March 28th. It is 328 day. (laughs) If you are a Saints fan, which we all three are, this is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day. For anyone who's under a rock and does not know what 328 day is, this is the day we celebrate that the Falcons blew a 28 to 3 lead in the Super Bowl. Are the Falcons are the Falcons staff officially back in the office or did their did their uh, work get postponed longer? Falcons front office staff. Let's see. I hope they're at home crying. <laughs> it's a good day. It's a good day. I think the big cannoli will uh, will not yeah, appreciate it. Shout, out, shout okay. out to the big cannoli. Uh, he, he he's a poor Falcons fan. Uh, you know, there's not many of those, but he's one of them. So poor guy. <laughs> Poor, poor guy. That's a great topic. That's a great topic, Eminem. That might be the best one that you've brought up so far. <laughs> now, let's, you know, let's talk about something, you know, keep it happy, but we'll get away from the coronavirus for a little bit. Let's talk about NFL free agency because so much has happened, you know, over over the last few days. Um, and I think, I think the biggest story of it all is the fact that Tom Brady will no longer be playing for the New England Patriots anymore. Right, yeah, y'all still owe me pizza. Oh, we do, we do. Wasn't, but so when again, when we first recorded this first episode, he hadn't officially signed with Tampa, right? Right, right. The next day, he officially signed. So now we're officially into the we owe Big Fudge pizza. 
Correct. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Brady's, Brady's a Buccaneer. Teddy Bridgewater is a Carolina Panther. Emmanuel Sanders is now a Saint. Yeah, Philip Rivers to the Colts. Philip Rivers to the Colts. Um, Todd Gurley's in Atlanta now. Right. Um, Where is Cam Newton and Jameis going? You see, let's talk about that. I have ideas, and tell me if it seems far fetched. They talked. They talked on first take the other day about where Cam should go, and the two places that I thought of that made the most sense were the Los Angeles Chargers and the Washington Redskins. Right. Reason for the Chargers is because if you look at it, just two years ago, they were twelve and four. They were one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. They certainly have a talented roster. I, I don't think players. I don't think Cam is going to go anywhere until after the draft. I believe. Right. Um, because the Chargers are picking what I think they're picking six overall. Yeah, something like that. Um, they're they're they have a chance to get a quarterback. They have a chance to get a good quarterback in the top six. Um, so I, I doubt they're going to bring in Cam until they know for sure whether they're going to get, you know, a Justin Herbert or two at five or six. Okay. Um, well, I think the same thing for the Redskins, you know, but you see, here's, here, here's the thought about the Redskins that I thought was rather intriguing. Who's the head coach in Washington now? Ron, the river, <laughs> riverboat Ron. Who, who did the Panthers just trade for? Not the Panthers, the Redskins. They just traded for Kyle Allen. Cam Newton's back up for four years. Right. You got the Panthers' former OC as the OC in Washington. You're recreating that Super Bowl team that the Panthers just had, you know, five years ago. Only five years ago, huh? What is what has Cam been like since his Super Bowl season? Right. Uh, yeah, he he's been he's been injured and banged up, but with the year off that he just had, if we could, if he's healthy. And you see flashes of that old Cam Newton, you can recreate what you had in Carolina in Washington. And I mean, I know Cam Cam coming back and being healthy and as good as he was is a big if. Well, Well, all of them. I mean, you're looking at, you're saying rebuild a team from five years ago. You're not rebuilding. You're kind of like filling it in with glue. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, but I mean, is it a far fetched idea? Well, but they also have a they also have a quarterback that the owner loves, right? And they have the second overall pick, which they're gonna have an opportunity to draft another quarterback. So why? So you're gonna bring in Cam? Okay, and let's be clear, Cam's absolutely gonna beat out Dwayne Haskins. So you bring Cam in; he's your starter now. What is there? What one year left on his contract? Yeah. What are you really doing? What, what's the what's the long term goal here? Are we looking at long term for the for the Redskins or just next year? Well, wait he he's not under contract anymore. The Panthers released him; they bought him out. So he so he's a so he's an unrestricted free agent at this point. Correct. But again, okay, fun. Or do you want to sign Cam to a four year deal? No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know about signing him to a long term deal. Um, I think you would have, I think, and I think he understands this, that he'd have to prove that he's healthy again. 
So yeah, what I think a one or maybe a two year deal at the most. Yeah, can, I, th- I think he's I think he signed a two year deal with a team option after the first year. Right. Let, I, I let him think himself, and if it doesn't work out, you cut your strings after the first year, and that's it. I think Chicago makes more sense. Um, I think I think Chicago makes sense as well, especially since they didn't end up with Teddy Bridgewater. Well, right, and I think. I think they already have an offense that's sort of suited for Cam uh, with the sort of read option that they've been running with Mitchell, the freaking pop gun Trubisky. Yes. Uh, pop gun. And, he, and he actually actually throws it decent. He's just not very accurate, and neither is Cam, right? I mean, they both have decent arms, but, I mean, Cam just can't hit the freaking broadside of a barn. So... I think Chicago is the better option, and I think he's better than Trubisky even right now. Um, and then you have then you just slot Trubisky in as a as a backup, and you have a similar you have a similar type quarterback for when Cam Newton inevitably gets injured again. So, right, yeah, I, I think, think that's the issue with signing him to a long term deal that he's so injury prone. Like, yeah, you know, you you kind of have to make sure that you have some sort of backup idea. If if you're putting Cam in there, right, right. There's there's no question about that. And now you, we've talked about James Winston as well. I heard this on ESPN Radio the other day, and I want to hear what you guys think. James to New England. Yeah, I saw that too. The the switch of Brady for, for because, Winston because Belichick is known the guy who can mold a quarterback into whatever he wants his quarterback to be. Is so, he known as that? I could make the argument that he's not. How do, how, do, how do we know that? Based on what information? Based on he took a backup quarterback sixth rounder by the name of Tom Brady and told him, turned him into a six-time GOAT. Yeah, but that, I, think, I think Brady's the exception, not the rule for Belichick's ability to develop because well, Belichick didn't develop anything in, in Cleveland, and he's historically a defensive guy, not offense. Right. So Brady, I think, is just – is just the he's just the outlier in the situation, um, you know. I'd make an argument that Belichick actually doesn't develop quarterbacks very well, um, but again, I mean it's hard to know for sure because he's really only had one quarterback for two decades. But do do you think that it's feasible that Jameis ends up in New England? I don't think I don't think I don't think Jameis is a Belichick guy. I think uh, I think Belichick would rather go with someone that's a little bit more uh, malleable and controllable to what Belichick wants to do. So that's why I, I think they're going to go with someone like that. Now I, I I do think the draft comes into this because I think they probably if Jordan Love is there at number twenty three, I think they probably take him. Um, so maybe Jordan Love, but I could I could easily see him going with someone like Brian Hoyer or Jared Stidham. Like they just signed, they just re-signed Brian Hoyer. Are we sure they're not just going to go with Brian Hoyer? Are we sure that Belichick doesn't want to just sort of play how they played last year? Had a really good defense and had, you know, a, a not so great offense, but an offense that was good enough. Brady was not very good last year. Like that's just the bottom line. Now, was it because he didn't have weapons or because he wasn't very good? Probably a little of both, but I think, he's got weapons now. I think that they're going to trade for Andy Dalton. 
I can see that. That I can see. I think Andy Dalton, I think Andy Dalton right now is one of those perfect cases of he just needs to get out. Right. Boy, he's been that way for a long time. I think he needs a change. I think he needs a change of scenery. I think I think New England would be a great place for him and I think it'd be a great fit for the organization. Right. No, yeah, I mean I think that uh, like we said, he's the kind of quarterback that can go in, figure out the system, throw the ball consistently. I don't think he's gonna do anything um, you know, kinda out of this world. I don't think he's gonna go there and be an MVP. But I do think that he's a quarterback that could fit in at New England. Yeah, because, I mean, you, you saw the way he played his first couple of years in the league. I mean, he was – some people had him as a MVP-type player. Now, again, I'm not saying he's MVP. I don't think he's going to be a great quarterback. I don't think he's going to be Tom Brady-esque. But I think he – if, like Cheesecake said, if you can't draft – uh, a good quarterback at 23 or someone that you think could be a quarterback of the future at number 23, then you go for someone like Dalton who can buy you a few years, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so who do y'all think is the biggest free agent signing? Oh, Brady, year? no doubt. Brady, but I think Bridgewater to Carolina is a really good signing. Um, I think so, too. I think he's going to bring some stability. I think he's going to bring... Just an overall grown up to the room after they've had years and years of Cam dressing like Mrs. Doubtfire up on the <laughs> up on stage. So I think I think Bridgewater, Carolina. But the other one that I that I really like, and Pittsburgh's going to be good. And I want to be clear about that. Big Ben's coming back. They got some. They got some dudes. They got some weapons. They got a really good defense. But man, they signed Eric Ebron from Indianapolis at tight end. Right. That is such an underrated signing that it kind of it kind of flew under the radar a little bit. He he has been so good. He was so good that one year with Andrew Luck, I believe. And then he was really good last year with at you know in in, in Indianapolis, even though they didn't have a great offense. Um, who's their quarterback? Eminem. I can't remember his name. Right? Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. And he was really productive at, at tight end for them. And I think going to going to Pittsburgh with ben, Big Ben is going to be a just a whole new thing and a whole new culture. Um, it's going to be really good. I actually have that as my number two signing. Um, as like a top five, top five for you. Right, well, Ebron's not like the – he doesn't have the name that Kittle or Kelsey has, but he is a, a solid tight end. It's going to be right. a good weapon. Um, how about Falcons trading for Hayden Hurst? Yeah, uh, the tight end from the Ravens. Yeah, that's a that's a solid. You know, he's he's kind of like Ebron, the kind of underrated, valuable tight end in the league. All right, I agree. That's a good that's a good signing. Um, biggest trade so far of the NFL offseason. What are you asking or telling? Yeah, I'm asking you guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think the Hopkins and Johnson trade to me doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, what are the Texans doing? You know? Well, that's what happens when your head coach is also your general manager. Yeah, you can't leave feelings out of it. Yeah, that that's that's what you're gonna get. Um, I, I think personally, you know that I mean, obviously trading a guy like DeAndre Hopkins is a is a huge trade. 
but I think one that some people aren't really talking about that could be a big move is the Bills getting Stephon Diggs. With well, the yeah. second that they re-signed uh, Kirk Cousins, he, he was ready to go, huh? Yeah, I mean, I guess. Well, so he tweeted, what was his tweet? Saying something about got him to get out of here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you know, I think that's a huge win for the Bills because now you've given a young, solid quarterback in, in Josh Allen another weapon to go to. Right. And a weapon that's proven. I mean, just two years ago, Stefan Diggs had the most receiving yards in the entire league. Right. So I mean, I, I think that that's a huge win for Buffalo. And you, it, on paper, it looked like that you really gave up a lot, but it it really what I want to say it was three picks. Over Dick. Yeah. Uh, a twenty twenty one five and six, and a twenty twenty one four. So I mean, so you really getting, lost the first. Yeah, I mean. Right, a five, six, and a four. You gave, you gave up a first rounder and the three scrub picks. Correct, yeah. So not a whole lot. You really didn't lose much. Right, and that's what so Stefan Diggs, as soon as they re-signed Kirk Cousins, tweeted, it's time for a new beginning. You know, made it made it pretty clear that he was ready to go. Right. Yeah, the, oh. the Bills. Um, I, no, yeah, M and uh, Big Fudge, I forgot about this one. I forgot that Nick Foles got traded to Chicago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that, too. From Jacksonville. So, I think our our conversation about – I think our conversation about Cam is now null and void because I think Nick Foles is going to be the quarterback there, which means we're going to get a whole lot more of um, the guy in Jacksonville – Big fudge. Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. My boy. Gardner Mania. Minshew Mania, baby. Let's go. I love that guy. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the list of signings in the NFL. One that's kind of underrated because he's fallen off the the list of top safeties over the last couple of years. But Andrew Sandeo from the, uh, from the Vikings. He signed yesterday with the Cleveland Browns. Good signing. They have a nasty roster. Um, Trey Wayne's going to Cincinnati from uh, from Minnesota. Right. So I mean, you've got you've got some you know some big names. Just, I mean, just a few years ago, were big names slowly flying under the radar in the in the free agent market. Right, and you know the the free agent signings and the trades and everything right now are the only real sports content. That's the only thing to talk about. You know, so I have been thankful to to tune in a little bit and see what's going on with all of that. Yeah, and you know the we we talked earlier about the predictions of the NFL season or you know college when we could see it coming back. What about the NBA? Well, see, like I said, I think the NBA is done for the year. I don't. I think they just scratched the season. Um, I know it's different than like a lockout season because the lockout started the season and then they started halfway and got to finish and have the NBA finals and everything. But so with basketball starting this late, finishing this late, and then starting the new season that quickly, 
just spells a lot of trouble. So let me ask you, Fudge, do you reward a regular season championship? No, I think you just scratch where the season ends right now and, you know, start up again in 2020, 2021. So if you look at the record books five years from now, there's no champion for 19 and 20. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a wild time right now with all the, uh, the sports cancelings due to the pandemic and stuff. But I think it's just um, – it's gonna, just going to have to be understood that we weren't able to get back in. And now that's if we don't get back into the season. Personally, I don't think we will. But, you know, if in a month, two weeks, six weeks, whatever it is, they're able to start back up, uh, then you continue. I think you just pick up wherever you are at that point, you know. Uh, like, had that idea about the tournament and stuff. What would be the latest that the season could end and it still be okay? I mean, I think it has to wrap up by end of July, beginning of August. Yeah, because they they uh, preseason starts in September, correct? Yeah. So you got in basketball, you got to give these guys some time, some time to rest, some time to get their bodies right, to draft, to sign some free agents, to start training camp. You know, there's a lot that goes into it. Right. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they give an MVP for the season. You know, if if we end right now, do they just crown LeBron, Giannis, something like that? Um, LeBron. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he would get my vote. Or not the vote, but they be doing it for this long, this consistently, you know? Yeah, you know, Le- LeBron's kind of kind of an anomaly. You know, he's it, that that saying about fine wine, how he, how you get better with age, it's actually true for LeBron. I feel like he's better now than he was five years ago. Yeah, he's he's probably he's a little different. more. He's different. Yeah, he's playing a completely different position. I mean. So, okay, let's pose let's pose this question: If you are a head coach or a general manager, what LeBron do you want? Do you, do you want the LeBron? Do you want the LeBron you see now, or do you want the LeBron that you see in Miami? Any of them. But that's not the question that I asked. Uh, I mean, I think you take LeBron now, the the ball smart LeBron that you can build a team around and. Uh, give him options, you know, put a shooter around him, give him a big man like Anthony Davis, build a team around a guy that wants to play the right way, you know? Well, yeah, can I have, can I have, LeBron, can I have LeBron now, but his body in Miami? Yeah, that's, that's what I would think too. Now, you know, a lot of people are comparing LeBron and Zion Williamson. <laughs> Completely different. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know why that, that much, became a thing. As, as much as I agree on the topic of longevity of a career, does Zion have – could Zion have the same longevity that LeBron has had? No, he'd have to – I think he cut out over there. I think he'd have to lose some weight now. Well, lose some weight and, you know, the whole reason he missed so much of this season was, like, learning how to walk and run and jump, like, the kinetic motion. You know, he's going to have to have a lot more work on that. 
I mean, the two. What are they? Two eighty five. That's yeah. a lot of weight on knees. That's a big boy getting up and down the court. Well, two eighty five, and what is he only? He's like six seven. Six seven, six eight, whatever he is. I mean. Uh, so no, yeah. I mean, I'd like to think that he has the longevity. Being a Pelicans fan, that we'd have him around for twenty years, and um, but I mean, and in today's NBA, who's to say that he can't? You know. LeBron spends a million dollars on his body every year, taking care of himself. If Zion adapts that kind of lifestyle, who's to say he doesn't stick around that long? But personally, I don't see it. I mean, he's just – he's got a, a weird NBA body, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, there's no question, you know, 6'8", 284 is not usually a basketball player's body. Um, let's, play, let's play a game of, of buy or sell real quick. Zion Williamson will finish his career a top 10 player all time by herself. Sell, 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 sell. Yeah, I'd like to say bye, but I think I'm going to say sell. Now, now why? can, Can you elaborate on why? Well, I mean, to say top 10, you know, is, is, that's a big list. That's a weird list, a wide list, all those, you know. Um, I think it's hard to say after what 25, 30 games that LeBron that uh, Zion has played of a, a bunch of shots at the rim and not a whole lot of jump shots or you know longevity in the season. It's just hard to to buy that. You know? Well, use use this use this thought process. Eminem is is Zion going to be a top ten scorer in the league all time? I mean, like, okay, is he gonna? So let's look at this. Is he gonna score more points in his career than Luka Doncic? Probably not. Okay, probably not. Is he gonna be a top ten in assists in the league in his career? Probably not. Rebounds. Maybe. Okay, maybe rebounds. And is he gonna win more than three championships in his career? I think he could. With the Pelicans or with someone else? Uh, don't do that to me. Come on now. Um, no, I mean it's 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 a serious question. I mean, real, realistically, I mean, I think David Griffin has done a good job recently with the Pelicans, but to say that they're going to win five plus championships, even as a big fan, it's hard to see that. Five, you know? five championships, five championships, and let's be reasonable here: five championships in the next twelve to fifteen years if Zion stays. Right, I don't know if I can say that about any NBA team. Like, right, you know? right. No. So I think it'd be hard to put. I think it'd be hard to put Zion into the top ten. I mean, just you know, if like who's who are we saying is ten right now? Michael, LeBron, Kobe, Shaq. You know, you got to put Will. Some people are putting Kareem. Some people are saying Magic or Bird. Like, you know, we can sit down before the next episode and each bring our top ten. But um, there, there's a lot of players that go into that conversation. You know? Right. I mean, is is Zion better than Larry Bird? And I'd say Larry Bird's like right on the the precipice of being like nine or ten. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Right now, I'm picking Larry Bird, but who's to say in 10 years? You know what I mean? I think Zion definitely has potential. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a heavy question. That's a heavy question. Right. Okay, let's, let's do buy or sell on this. When 
I don't know if they plan. Yeah, obviously, it depends on what happens with the season. But once award season comes around, is Zion rookie of the year? I see. I don't think he played enough. I think John still gets it. You see, I mean, I, 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 I agree. Um, it's just I think that I think that Zion. It would have. No, go ahead. Been, it would have been interesting to see if we would have finished the season. If the Pels catch the the Grizz, then maybe, but hard to know. Right. Yeah, whoever whoever got the AC, whatever team, if Zion could bring the Pels uh, into that AC and beat the Grizz out, then you know obviously you have to give some more points to Zion. But it's unfortunate that we're not going to be able to see that. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, like we said, you know, this is something that we haven't experienced before, so we're not quite sure how to react to it. But, uh, you know, I, I have a feeling that, that sports will, will return in the near future and it'll be better than it's ever been before. Well, I hope so. All right, guys, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I... No. I'm good. This was fun. I think I'm good, but I think we do. Given we don't have a, given that we don't have any sports to talk about, really, I think for the next episode we should uh, plan on. I think we should plan on having a a top a top list of a bunch of different stuff, and we can talk about it off off oh, yeah. the podcast. But I think that's I think that'd be a good sports movies. Sports movies, quarterbacks, all-time basketball players, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. it could just be a whole episode of Top 10. Yeah, yeah. I'll have that idea. We'll do that. That'll, that'll be the next episode of After Dinner Sports. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back soon. Follow us on Twitter at After Dinner Boys. And we will catch you all later. Later, boys. Later, boys.